During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adia Jr. Joining me is WWE superstar Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing Adia Jr. And I should say part of the GQ panel of video game experts, Woo! Blessing Adia Jr. What's up, Greg? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I was very excited to see that article finally go up. For those who don't know what Greg's talking about, months and months ago, GQ hit me up and like a list of journalists, developers, people in the media and asked them for input on their top 100 games list. That list is up right now on the GQ website. And Greg, I was very surprised not to see your name included. I was, well, I was for sure like, oh, yeah, Greg is going to be on this. I'm sure Tim's going to be on this. And there was no Greg and Tim there, but it was me, Andy and Janet, I believe, were part Paris. of it. Paris. Well, Janet okay. probably is as well, but people who were cited as kind of funny were you three, Andy, Blessing, and Paris. And, you know, I think it's honestly when you are not afraid to say the hard truths and talk about Avengers and stuff like that, usually that means that they are like, you know what, old man, it might be time for you to step aside. Uh, what I really appreciate about it was last night I tweeted something. Paris Lily tried to dunk on me. I came back as I do tenfold and just nuclear destroyed his entire world. And what I appreciated was about, and this is one that I'll let you guys in on it. All right. We're going to go behind the curtain. I'm pulling the curtain back. I'm pulling the curtain back. I'm pulling the curtain back in. It was a whole chat GPT thing. Right. And what I did is in it, I purposely misspelled Paris's last name, expecting him to say, you misspelled my last name. And then I was going to respond. Well, you, you misspell your first name. So I was just trying to make it right. And he didn't he didn't bite. Nobody bit on the fact that I misspelled Paris's last name. But what really cracks my shit up is that GQ has an even different spelling for Paris's last name in this. <laughs> Wait, how's the GQ? Or, or, how'd they spell Paris Lily? I believe I don't have it in front of me right now. I think it was L-I-L-E-Y. L L Oh it's either L-I-L-L-E-Y. They put the EY on it. In the email, they ask you, how do you want to be credited? So there's a chance that maybe just Paris <laughs> just mistypes one, press enter, and put that in there. Have you gotten a chance to actually uh, check? Well, first of all, going to your tweet thing, I saw the original tweet that you put up about Andy with the chat GPT thing. Sure. I saw, I clicked the show more button, and I went, oh, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Good for you, I guess. Or I'm sorry that happened. happened. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not reading all that. Yeah, that was my enough. immediate response to this. And so... Yeah, good on you for that. But also, did you, Do you want to know it? what's you want to know how this happened? You want to know how this happened? Sure. Hit me with it. I'm giving Ben a bath and I'm like, I'm bored. Let's make fun of Andy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and I got him, y'all. We got a little chap GP out there. He's doing his thing. I, I, I love the intimate moment with your son, you know, like taking care of him. He's got him it up. covered. He's pouring water. Your mind the is pipes. like, how am I gonna He's dunk on Andy tonight? I, I I love that the premise was how do you stop Andy's stream? <laughs> and at no point in the story does the Twitch stream ever actually stop. You just well, as you him. probably know, mm. chat GP. So Barry read the whole thing, is what I'm hearing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Chat. I read the whole thing. Chat over here, chat GPT, right? Its whole thing is it's still trying to play like it can't kill us. And so when you say something specific uh, like that, it's like, oh, I can't do that, Dave. I can't do that. So you have mm. to fr then rephrase your question. I can't do that, Greg. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen the the so Snapchat has this new AI feature where you can just talk to this person who is your AI? Snapchat? And there was a tweet that was going around about how this one person was having a conversation with their Snapchat AI, and they're like, Hey, do you know where I live? And the Snapchat AI is like, No. I was like, do you know my location? No, I'm not allowed to have that information. Are you sure you don't know my location? No, I am not allowed to have that information. And they kept asking them in different ways. Do you know where I'm at? Do you know my location? Do you know where I live? Yada, yada, yada. And the whole time, the, the AI, the Snapchat AI is like, no, I do not have the information. And then the person was like, where's the nearest where's the nearest mcdonald's to me and the snapchat ai is like oh yeah if you go here take a left <laughs> like they, the, the mcdonald's is right there and it's like what the fuck is happening maybe the it's AI like a vampire kill us maybe it's like a vampire you know you have to invite it in once you invite it in to do the mcdonald's business <laughs> you're all set oh so you think like somewhere in that was the autom automated oh yeah now you're giving me permission for your for your i'm on, I'm on a chat gpt tear right now all right because the whole thing is that you know jen and i are talking about a summer vacation with benny and like what do we want to do but he's too young and da, da, da. And so i asked it the other day to plan a couple trips like what you know what what would you do chat gp with a gpt what would you do what would you do with an 18 month old and you know fucking napa mm -hmm. mexico i don't know mexico <laughs> We are desperate. We're just like, what do you want to do? You know, we're doing the high. We're doing the high end. We're doing the low end. What do you actually want to end up doing with this kid during the summer? You know. Did it have any good answers? We've settled on Lake Tahoe. We're just gonna do simple Lake Tahoe. Oh, okay, cool. Mm. All right, cool. That sounds so like. So then, fun of course, I slacked. I slacked, I slacked my other AI, Mike, and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> plan this trip for me. <laughs> what, do, what do I fucking do in Lake Tahoe? Is that what it is? Is Mike just uh, living AI? <laughs> Uh, pretty much okay. he's learning every day he's getting better now have you gotten to check out the gq article for the top 100 games no i have not because since i wasn't you know referenced i know that it doesn't matter mm. doesn't I've, been, matter. I've been enjoying seeing people share their top tens at all that all submitted which seems to be everybody in the industry except for greg miller somehow i, I assume, what i assumed well, first was off, that you're you big timing gq i thought you, you just didn't answer the email you are welcome to dunk on me as much as you want for it. I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm honestly super happy they didn't, right? Like, how many fucking times does anybody need to hear about me talk about games? I love the fact. You look through that list, and there's a whole bunch of people I don't even know on there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, we're always talking about making rooms and up-and-comers and all that jazz. And you're out there representing the kind of funny brand, you know? That's, That's the goal of Blessing is for you guys to do all the work, for me to do way less. So you can go I to just, Napa and I just or sit there. Tahoe. I just sit there and talk to G to fucking Chad GPT all day, you know? <laughs> all right, fair enough. I, I I think we might cover that somehow. We might do make that a shit list. We might make that something. Mm. I'll figure that out. This is you gonna be a long to. episode. You have to. Yeah, yeah. But for now, this is not the shit list. This is kind of funny games daily. So let's talk about today's stories, which include Hollow Knight Silk Song's been delayed, Game Freaks working on a samurai game, and more, because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and a week at 10 a.m. live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news needs to know about. One thing I did not mention is that we are working from home today. And so if we sound different, yeah. we look we look different, there's maintenance going on in the studio. We'll be back tomorrow, I believe, unless Kevin blows the whole thing up. Look at that. No Jeff. Here. Keely on this either, huh? 
Oh, on the top what, uh, 100 games thing? I yes. feel like he's like, he's more of a personality. No you know, Pear he's more Schneider. of a more, more of a host. Is Pear Schneider on there? He said no Pear Schneider. No Pear Schneider. Well, maybe they are stupid. getting rid of the old guard. Maybe they're like, all right, enough of these old They guys. should. What are we? We've been around forever. Oh, there's Chad Garcia, Pendapixels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired of having all the, the Pac-Mans and the... the <laughs> <laughs> Let's the throw out the ones. institutional knowledge. Tell <laughs> me more some, about SpongeBob, kids. Some new blood in here. Maybe this way we can get SpongeBob new, out new, from the bottom order. on the list. Uh, if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily uh to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfge to get your questions read on the show remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content (laughs) (laughs) so what name did you see my apologies to Sam White, who did email me twice about this. I knew it. I, I never knew it. <laughs> I was like, there's I no way you did not reach I out to Greg Miller. Wow, Greg. Check your damn email. Dude, GQ is in your email and you're just ignoring it. Oops. GQ. You did it. you did it for me. You did it for me. Me and Andy are just holding down the fort. I bet they hit up Mike, too. They probably hit up Mike and it, no, too. No, they didn't Mike, Mike, Mike. straight up ignored yeah, They hit up Mike. Mike will email them back in a year. Oh, okay, okay. Well, what's that? What's the new update now? No, I'm just looking at the timeline. I don't know why I would have missed this. It was it was a rough time for Greg Miller and the Miller family uh, at this point. Actually, yeah, you yeah. know what? That lines up. Yep, that does line up, and why you wouldn't probably respond to that. Housekeeping for you: a new kind of funny, uh, a new kind of feudy poll is up on Twitter right now. Uh, it is on uh, Twitter.com/slash/blessingjunior. You can fill out the questionnaire to help determine the answers on a future episode of Kind of Feudy. Of course, we're on a new season of Kind of Feudy as the season finale for the, the current season of Kind of Feudy went up. This morning? No. I think? Uh, no, it's going up later today. Uh, no, it's, it's later this week. Yeah. It's going up this week. I talked to Cool Greg. It sounded like it was going up, going up like... Oh, we're confusing it with Remember Blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. There's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kind of Feudy, I believe, is going up later today. You should have it by tomorrow. And it is the season finale. And it is a must-watch slash listen episode. So go to Patreon. Check that out. Have a good time. And then our Horizon Forbidden Shores... Uh, no, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores spoiler cast is up right now on PS I Love You XOXO. That's, of course, on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And then only on YouTube in the live stream, there's going to be a 30-minute post show uh, right here where Snowbike Mike comes in to talk to us. KHD hosts about your Super Chat questions. Stay tuned after today's handshake, which will be a virtual handshake today, uh, to hang out with us before the next Kind of Funny stream starts. And then um, over on Patreon, it says Remember Blank. Is that true? Are there, do you remember Blanks? There's a new Remember Blank coming up this week, yes. Okay, cool. There's a new Remember Blank coming up this week. Sick. And there's a new kind of feudy available later today. Thank you to our Patreon Don't ask any fucking questions, all right? I'm like, just the housekeeping for the doc, and it just doesn't seem correct. I don't think I wrote that. Maybe I did write that. I don't know. Thank Who else would have wrote it? <laughs> I, I don't know why I would have written that. But thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Maybe I did write that and I was thinking about the fact that we recorded it yesterday. So usually it would would have been up by today, but I guess it's just going to be up later this week. I guess that's the thing. Stay tuned for for um, remember, remember Link. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. We're pumping content out each and every day exclusively. More, more content there. than we can keep up with, honestly. 
<laughs> Very true. <laughs> Story number one. Hollow Knight Silk Song has been delayed. This comes from Jay Peters at The Verge. We'll be waiting a little longer for Hollow Knight Silk Song. The years in the making sequel to the excellent Hollow Knight was supposed to release within 12 months of the 2022 Xbox June showcase. But a representative for the game said Tuesday evening that the title will be missing that release window. Quote, we had planned to release the first in the first half of 2023, but the development is still continuing. Matthew Griffin, who works on marketing and publishing for the game, posted on Twitter, quote, we're excited by how the game is shaping up and has gotten quite big. So we want to take the time to make the game as good as we can. Expect more details fr uh, from us once we get closer to release, end quote. Moment of silence for the Hollow Knight fans out there. For Andy, Andy Cortez. Cortez's of the yeah. world. Aren't they used to it at this point? Every Nintendo Direct, every anything now, it's leaked into Xbox, it's everywhere. Game Awards, you name it. People are like, oh, this will be the one. Hollow Knight Six Silk Song, we're going to see it. It's going to be a day and date release. It'll happen right now. What about this? What about that? Blah, blah, blah. I feel like people have been waiting so long on this one that, yeah, you're allowed, don't get me wrong, you're always allowed to feel your emotions. But you got to be like, you know what? I've come this far. And just make this game as good as possible. The real question is, can it live up to the hype? I hope so. That's the tough thing, especially when you're talking about a beloved indie game. Like, it's not necessarily a AAA, oh man, let's, let's make another super polished big AAA thing, right? You're, you're talking about something that was this special moment for a group of fans that, you know, lo love coming into this game for the combat, the exploration, the Metroidvania aspects, all that stuff. Is making another one of those going to be up to stuff for the for the fan base? Based on the talent of Team Cherry, you would think so, but yeah. it's always that weird time and place thing. Like I look at, I've been thinking a lot about Undertale recently. <laughs> um, I, oh, part just... of it is the top <laughs> ten list that I just put out, but like you know, Undertale is one of my favorite games, and um, Toby Fox, the developer, has been switching things up for how he's been following up on Undertale. He's been putting out Deltarune in chapters and. Going into that, like, I really enjoy Deltarune. I think there's so, so many special elements of it, but I keep thinking of the fact that I don't know if it's hitting the same way that mm. Undertale is hitting for me. Like, Undertale is in my top 10. Deltarune, I don't know if I'm putting up there. At least, yeah, maybe when it's all finished, it ends up there. But it's just that weird thing of, you know, hype builds, builds, and builds, and it's so hard to, to live up to when your first thing was so, like, oh, damn, this hit everything that it needed to at the right moment. Um, it's tough. Yeah, I feel... That's the hardest thing about anybody coming out, and I'm not familiar enough with the developer to totally nail this, but stick with me in the analogy, right? You talk about the sophomore slump, where I think the first game you are going to get, and I assume it was their first game, Hollow Knight, but I could, again, I correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, thank you. But you figure Hollow Knight comes out of nowhere, right, and wins hearts and minds, right, and becomes so many people's favorite game, and they love this, they love that. Very much like what you're talking about with Undertale, right, where when something comes out of nowhere and you have no expectations or lowered expectations for it, um, I think it's easier for that to get over and become something super special to you. Whereas when you then are waiting for the second one, right? When you're waiting for that follow-up, when you're waiting for something that's going to be uh, the number two, even if it's not a sequelized number two, right? It becomes so hard because you are expecting greatness, right? And that's what yeah. we always, we talk about that so much with, God of War, Horizon, Zelda, you name it, right? Of like, well, there's expectations on this Starfield even, right? Uh, but for an indie dev, I think that's so much harder to wrestle with because like what you're seeing here you're a smaller team and the scope gets bigger and this keeps changing and it just dominoes out to where it's so tough to have it done yeah and i i think it makes your the development of the second game so different from the development of the first game like looking at um through what i can find on their website and on their steam developer page hollow knight looks to be their their first game and so when you're making that and it is you're solid off i don't know if they were if they 
started development off of Kickstarter or if that was a public thing, but there are so much lower expectations when you're coming in and you're just like, hey, we're making this Metroidvania that is taking influences from these other games that means a lot to us. Like, we are working on this thing. And then it comes out and it explodes in terms of reception and fan re- and like fans being into it and, you know, people now anticipating your next game. And it kind of puts you on this timer of, oh, man, people are people know that we're making this thing. Like, we announced it as a DLC. It got so big that we're spinning it off into its own game. And now people's eyes are on us. And so this has to come out at some point. And we have to be more communicative to the to the audience about where our timeline is at with this thing. And a year ago, when you showed up in the Xbox uh, June showcase, you were confident in the idea of, oh, yeah, a year from now, we can make that happen. Like, we're sure. far enough into this thing where we can put it out a year from now. And then you get there and it's, oh, no, like, this keeps growing. Like, we keep wanting to make this thing more than it is. Um, or, like, more than it is at, at, at its current state. What does that do in terms of feeling that urgency of the audience breathing down your neck wanting to play the thing like i can't imagine trying to live up to that but i think good on them for being for being clear and having the courtesy to be like hey this is where we're at the game is getting bigger we're gonna delay this them not following up and saying that it's even coming out in 2023 like right now my expectations are hopefully we see this by the end of 2023 maybe it drifts into 2024 we really don't know at this point but i think them coming out and being like hey vague not it's not going to come out in the first um half of this year you know we're still working on it stay tuned is the best way to go about it and i don't think the i think even the hollow knight fan base now that we've gotten this far into the year i don't think anybody was expecting this to hit the first half of the year and so i don't know if this one is actually a bit a huge bummer to um a lot of a lot of those folks that have been waiting for this game when I when we're excited about how the game is shaping up and it's gotten quite big so we want to take the time to make the game as good as we can expect more details from us when we get close what once we get it closer to re- get closer to release, that is 2024. That isn't this year. That's so? not second half of this year. Yeah, I have it on my fantasy draft. <laughs> you fuck. It was my that! it was my number one pick on my fantasy draft, and so I'm holding out hope Ooh-wee. for November. Team, how Sherry. depressing was it when you sent that Slack? And you're like, why did none of us counter pick Redfall? <laughs> I was Damn. like, yes, yeah. And let me tell you, I I thought I was I thought I was being smart because earlier in the month, um, I picked. It was last month. I picked um, the last case of Benedict Fox. Yeah. Because oh, a previews had just come out. And I had talked to Snow Mike Mike. And Mo- Mike might have been sabotaging me. This might have been like a three-dimensional chess type sure. move from nah, Mike. He's not playing that like, game. He's not playing I, that game. Yeah, but like, I, it, he he was more tuned in to the previews than I was. So I was like, hey, Mike, like, what's the expectation for, for last case of Benedict Fox? Is it going to be good? And Mike's like, yeah, people are enjoying it. Yeah, it's Metroidvania. It seems good. Yeah, it seems like it's going to hit. And so I, I picked it up for my thing because... I knew people were excited for it. And then, yeah, I checked the other day, and last case is at a 68 on Open Critic. And so I've lost two points on last case of Ben and Fox. I could have kept that space open. There's so many other games that I could have gotten the 80, the 80 Open Critic with, I'm pretty sure. And now, like, Janet is just breathing down my neck with this thing. I think she's currently in, 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 in the lead, but she's the only person I see as my as my competition. I think she's also got the most games on there. And don't look past Ecto-1 games, buddy. We're having quite the time down Ecto here, one right? Game. Well, show me Ecto-1 but games. We have three games really, out of 17, 11, and an 8. Really quick, it, Janet's not breathing down your neck. You, like, you're maybe close to breathing down her neck, you know? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm clearly she has more games that are out. And so, yeah, like, I'm just thinking yeah. about the idea of, you know, with, by the time we get there, all with, by the time by the time all our games are scored, I think we're gonna be the closest ones here. Damn, Greg has Diablo, Street Fighter, and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which probably but he won't also has Elden Ring, Shadow of the Earth Tree. That is not coming out this year. 
has. Well, that's a zero then, so that's still better than your negative two, you idiot. <laughs> Aren't you yeah, on the same team? Like, listen, you, you know, know so there's I, only one trophy though. There's only one trophy. I, I love um the the thirsty suitors team. Like, right? they're like the the folks that did um uh the Falcon Eagle Age. Game. Falcon Age. That's what it was. It was, was a Falcon Eagle Flight. <laughs> Eagle Age. <laughs> Eagle Age. They did Falcon Age. I think they're cool. I like that's like a cool, like weird kind of unique type of indie game. How's that gonna do in the open critics? Who knows? Who knows? Wow, you're talking shit about Eka. I am talking shit about Eka. <laughs> Indie darling Eka. You're saying. Prove me you wrong, don't... Eka. That's a game with what? It's like a narrative game with skateboarding aspects. It's like all my types of shit. But Hollow Knight Silk Song is going to be a fucking Metroidvania, and that's it. And like people are going to love it for it. And so we'll see how that. How that... Are you calling Eka right now? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> this phone is ringing. Eka, it's Greg Miller. You're live on Kind of Funny Games Daily. How are you? Okay. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, I just wanted to thank you. Of course, you've been such a great supporter of Kind of Funny. You know, you've always been in our corner. You've always been there cheering us on. And I'd like to think we've always returned that favor to you. But I just wanted to call you and tell you, do not watch Kind of Funny Games Daily today. All right? Because Blessing is just saying things that I don't agree with. You know that I can't wait for Thirsty Suitors. I think it's going to do great on the reviews. I'm looking forward. Now, to Blessing's trying to talk right now. He forgets, of course, that, you know, you can't hear him. So he might I'm, say, oh, he's saying, I'm looking forward to it. I'm worried I'm about the open to critics. I'm just saying, is the, are the this critics going to agree? We're running the trailer right now. It looks amazing, Eka. Is this game amazing? It's amazing. Thank you. I'm I, actually right in the middle of a VO session. Oh, okay. But, well, I'll let no, you go no, do okay. that. I'm fine. You no, know. No, no. If you want to, this might be a good time to write into GQ and say, I really question some of your experts on the top 100 list they just put out. Because, I mean, if Blessing's oh, here saying this kind you, of stuff. You know, I don't really give a shit about what people say. Yeah, we, fuck we Blessing. We know we're yeah. doing a good thing. Excellent. And, uh, we hope people like it. So. Well, we can't wait. Do you want to, when's it coming out? What, what platform's it on? What's going on? It's on every platform. Uh-huh. It's coming out later this year. All right, great. Can't wait. Yeah. All right, bye. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Fair enough. <laughs> God, just insulting people out here, you know, blessing. Listen, I'm looking for, I'm looking for the thirsty suitors. All I'm saying is that, like, you know, listen, Zelda. Just say what you want to say. You're Diablo trying to say all video game reviews are racist. That's what you're trying <laughs> what? to say. Wait, what? oh my god, not the R word, <laughs> not that one. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> but yeah, uh, good luck to all the Hollow Knight fans out there. Story number two, game. <laughs> Game Freak is teaming up with Private Division for an ambitious samurai game. This is Cat Bailey at IGN. Game Freak, the studio best known for Pokemon, is partnering with Private Division in what appears to be its first major foray into the AAA action-adventure space. Private Division announced that it is working with Game Freak on Project Bloom, an ambitious new action-adventure game. In a statement, Game Freak director Kota Furushima said that fans can expect something very different from its usual monster collecting affair. Uh, quote, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to create new IP that is bold and totally different from our prior work, Furushima said. From the beginning, Private Division was the publisher we wanted to work with on our new game. Their track record and global expertise gives us all the confidence to create a sweeping new action adventure game that we can't wait to share more about in the future, end quote. Private Division head Michael Waros uh, added that the publisher is honored to be the first Western publisher to be working with Game Freak. Along with the announcement, Game Freak and Private Division included the new, uh, the new project's first piece of concept art, which feature, features a samurai standing in a forest grove. The evocative image in which the samurai is dwarfed by massive, gnarled trees suggests that the new game will feature a greater scope than of Game Freak's projects to date. 
While Game Freak is popularly associated with Nintendo, it remains an independent studio that has produced games for various platforms over the years. They include Little Town Hero, Tembo the Badass Elephant, and Pocket Car Jockey, all of which have been released for platforms outside of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Greg, me and you both loved Ghost of Tsushima. Does the idea of this new Game Freak ambitious samurai game do anything for you? Yeah, of course. Uh, You know, I love seeing cool games and this sounds cool right or could be cool right uh what pri- private division do is doing is very interesting right they're trying to be like this like you know indie slash black label kind of thing right for 2k they're doing different stuff over there which i appreciate uh you know ambitious new action adventure i love action adventure games when people ask what my genre usually is i talk about third person action adventure usually um what that'll turn into who knows what it's actually gonna shake out as who knows you know i i game freak is the Pokemon studio. Yeah, I mean, we're watching the badass elephant here, right? And while that was mm-hmm. happening, while you were reading, I went and opened up the Little Town Hero from uh, review from IGN. Tom Marks gave it a seven. Little Town Heroes combat can frustrate at times, but the battle system behind it is still fun or full of charm and creativity. Like, I don't know much about them. I've never been the Pokemon guy in terms of any of that stuff. So it's interesting. It's exciting. I, I, I'd like to see what it turns out to be. You? Yeah, I mean, I'm still curious about it. Uh, game, it's it's so interesting seeing it come from Game Freak, and like you like you mentioned, right? Game Freak, we know for Pokemon, but they've done other things. Tembo, Little Town Hero, which I remember when that was announced, I was excited for it, mainly for the reason of, oh man, they have Toby Fox working on the soundtrack for it. I really want to check this thing out, and then I booted it up, and I was like, all right, no, this is my thing, and I moved on. <laughs> no, <from it. laughs> you know, I, I'm changed my mind. This sucks. <laughs> but I know a lot of people that like Pocket Car Jockey, and yeah, Game Freak is such a weird, different kind of studio. But then you look at Private Division, and Private Division also. Also, as a publisher, they're kind of a, a unique publisher, right? Like, they're under uh, Take-Two, but they publish games like, um, uh, what's the space game? Space Explorer, no. The Kerbal Space Program. Like, they publish Kerbal Space Program, and, like, they look toward weird different space explorer. They look towards, like, weird different indie uh, uh, type stuff to publish. For sure. Them working with Game Freak on a AAA action samurai game sounds so out of both of their realms in terms of private division and in terms of game freak that i can only be excited to see what it is well, it's um, fascinating I- when you look at the private division wikipedia page right because yeah mm-hmm. it's kerbal it's ancestors it's the outer worlds it's uh, disintegration uh hades then ollie ollie world roller drone uh after us kerbal space program 2 but then the tba frac- uh, section right is untitled middle earth game then uh project bloom which just got announced right uh, I'm, I'm sorry untitled middle earth game from weta workshop Untitled action platformer from Evening Star. Untitled action role-playing game from Moon Studios. Untitled untitled narrative adventure game from Daigook Fabric. Uh, Untitled survival horror game from Bloober Team. Unannounced title from League of Geeks. Unannounced title from Yellow Brick Games. And so it's it's like they have so much in the pipe, right, that it's almost more than what they've actually put out so far. Yeah, and it makes me wonder what they're... What is their vision? What is their scope for what they want Private Division to be and where they want it to go? Because one thing we talked about a, a, a bit when it comes to these publishers or publishing labels that do go after a lot of indie projects is the identity that they create and how that kind of and how that turns them into something. Like we look at Devolver Digital and we know what a Devolver Digital game is, and I get excited about the idea of Devolver Digital games. We look at Annapurna, we know what an Annapurna game is, right? And that's going to speak to a certain kind of audience. Right. What is private division doing because when i look at when you mentioned the portfolio that they have put out there's not really like in like a common factor aside from like i they have an eye for okay this is going to be a good game right like they got an eye for quality i think they have an eye for for developers 
are they trying to scope upward? Are they trying to go for more of the AAA things? Because you mentioned, uh, what, Yellow Brick Games, and I believe that is... Uh, I, I believe that has, like, writers and lead devs that worked on bigger RPGs. Kind of funny.com, Sash, you're wrong. I think that might be, like, a, a like Bioware folks that work at Yellow Brick. Gotcha. Um, but, like, what does... I guess, what does that look like? Does private division view themselves as a more of an indie publisher, or are they trying to grow into more of a AAA publisher? Because they are under take two right and so like what does that what do they probably want from them them as well um all that said right like i'm totally down for another samurai game i'm down for a good samurai game game freak as a developer it's fun looking at them and knowing that like you know again they're known for pokemon the last pokemon i know has a lot of issues in terms of how it runs technically right and like you know the frame rate and the bugs and all that stuff one thing that i really did appreciate about pokemon scarlet and violet though is the open world and how they sure. went about creating your own journey in that open world finding uh, you know different points of interest finding the systems to really elevate and push pokemon further i really enjoyed the changes they made to the pokemon franchise in that game and if they're able to bring a level of that creativity into let's say an open world action samurai game or even a linear action samurai game sure i could be down to see what they do with that um but also it's fun seeing like this type of thing from a studio that we've not seen this kind of thing from it brings me back to the phil spencer interview where phil talked about you know, just because a developer is known for something, it doesn't mean that that's the only thing that they're allowed to do, right? Or that they can for sure. do. For sure. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. Two quick things for you. I'm going to read from November 23rd, 2020's press release. Four major video game developers, including Mike Laidlaw, the former creator uh, director of Dragon Age series, today announced the creation of Yellow Brick Games, an independent studio dedicated to making original new games of high quality. The team, which will be based in Quebec City, will be assuming its first major project that promises to further cement the region's leading role in global entertainment scene. It then lists three very Quebec Quebecois names that I won't butcher, uh, who made their marks leading studios, such as you Ubisoft, Electronic Arts, and Bioware, where they contributed to the internationally recognized franchises like Dragon Age, Mass Effect, Watch Dogs, and Assassin's Creed. Also, you're wrong on myself, uh, running fast and loose there. Private Division is a label of Take-Two. I said 2K, but 2K is oh, yeah. another label, just like Rockstar is, to uh, Take-Two in the triangle, you know, secession, like, loadout here. Yeah. Succession. Do you, do you, what, so between this game... Right, uh -huh. Project Bloom, Ghost Project of Tsushima, and Assassin's Creed Red. Oh, don't do that to me. Do we do we see these? I guess like pose threats to one another. Do we see like maybe some samurai games fall under as certain ones, um, uh, you know, rise to prominence? I know Ghost of Tsushima right now is in a good place because we've already played it, and like they're hope hopefully they're working on a sequel, right? And like people already know what that is. That's a known quantity. Do you think these games pose a threat to each other? Yes and no. I, I, I would honestly say no because I feel like they're going to be different. Even All we have for Assassin's Creed Red really right is that image, right, of the assassin uh, in feudal Japan right up there with the samurai sword and the, the uh, hidden blade. And for me, like, that already speaks volumes to how that game's going to look and play in a way that Ghost of Tsushima doesn't. Like, you know, Jin Sakai doesn't move the same way as uh, an assassin in Assassin's Creed does. So, I mean, sometimes in the battling and like, you know, if you wanted to go more ghost, sure. But I mean, like in terms of scaling the thing, synchronizing the point, jumping off, chasing the floating feather and or music sheet or whatever that, you know what I mean? Like Assassin's Creed games are so large and sprawling that even though ghost was an open world RPG or action RPG, uh, 
I don't think they, they're going to feel so similar that I'd be burned out from one to the other. Plus, I think it's also, you know, when are we going to get all these games is the other big question. Uh, you bring in this one of what we're going to get from Game Freak. Who knows when you see this and what it actually looks like, what it actually plays like. But I think, if anything, hopefully you have this thing where you're playing them and you're like, oh, I like it. I like this game for this reason. I, I like that it does this, that Ghost doesn't. I like that it does this, that Assassin's Creed doesn't. There's some reason in, in separation from them. I doubt they'll all be very... Like so similar, they're like, oh well, I've already played this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think there's a lot of room for these types of games, especially because, you know, when you're talking about gameplay specifically, right? Like, there's so many games where you just play as a dude with a sword, and I fucking <laughs> love those games. Like that, like if I was able to distill that into a genre, that might be one of my favorite genre of video games. Dude like, with a sword. That's dude all. Dude with be. a sword that slashes. Like I love that kind of video game. And people in chat were bringing up Rise of the Ronin as well. And I look mm -hmm. at that and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what Rise of the Ronin is gonna be. I'm very excited for whatever they figure out with Ghost of Tsushima 2. I'm excited for. I'm excited to see what Project Bloom is. Right. It's hard to be excited for the game when you haven't seen it, but. I'm excited to see what Game Freak comes up with with, with Private Division. Um, and, and even for Assassin's Creed, I'm not typically an Assassin's Creed person. Project Red is one that I want to play. I want to check that out because that does appeal to me. Being in that region, being in that time period, playing as a samurai and going through and doing that type of story does appeal to me. So I think there might there, I think there is a lot of space for that game to come to come out and thrive. I think as long as genre-wise, they, they don't feel like I'm playing the same thing. I think the thing, the sure. one that I might worry the most about in terms of being similar would be Assassin's Creed to Ghost of Tsushima, but I think because this would be Ghost 2 and Assassin's Creed is already Assassin's Creed, they have they both already have enough of a built-in audience for each that people are going to play them regardless. I don't think they, I don't think either of them get lost in the shuffle, even if they release next to each other. For sure. Story? Number three, uh, EA CEO is indifferent on Microsoft's Activision deal, uh, claims EA will still be the number one Xbox publisher. This is Chris Scolian at VGC. Electronic Arts CEO has said the company is indifferent as to whether Microsoft's proposed ac uh, acquisition of Activision Blizzard is successful. In a Q&A following the company's latest earnings call on Tuesday, Andrew Wilson was asked uh, what he thinks the implications of the deal are for the video games industry and for future co consolidation. Quote, this is a question I get asked a lot. I almost am never allowed to answer that question, as it turns out, the exec replied. He continued, what I would say is, I don't know what's going to happen with Activision and Microsoft. Again, we continue to be Microsoft's biggest partner. I think we're the number one publisher on their platform. So whether that deal goes through or not is not really material to us broadly. We think that we have the scale with our network, our IP, and our talent to continue to navigate the future and lead the future of entertainment and compete in a marketplace regardless of whether that deal goes through or not, end quote. Wilson also suggested that further industry mergers are inevitable and that he wants EA to be in a good position should it ever be involved in one. Quote, longer term, you know, will there be industry consolidation? Will there be broader entertainment consolidation? If I was predicting the future over the long term, I would say that's an almost certainty at some level, he explained. I would love for us to have the scale to be a meaningful consolidator in that space. I think that we have a tremendous, I think we have tremendous assets with respect to the future of entertainment. But as it stands today, I think we're indifferent as to whether Microsoft's act acquisition of Activision Blizzard goes through or not. We feel like we have an incredible strategy. We feel we have an incredible opportunity. And whether it goes through or not, we will continue to be the number one publisher on the Microsoft platform. Greg? Do you see EA as the number one publisher on the Microsoft platform? Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah. 
I mean, what, what, you got you got your Madden, you got you you, you got, got your, your FIFA's, you got your FIFA's. I mean, it's one of those annoying ones where it's like you start adding up these gigantic franchises that are global phenomenons that actually do move units and consoles just for people to play them. You're like, you know, and arguably you might be. I guess I don't. You know what yeah. I mean, yeah. I it's mean, between that and Activision. It's like, what are we gonna? What are you going? You start adding all oh, shit. Fuck. Okay, cool. Like we always jump to. Well, we love Dead Space and we love this other, you know, Haze Light, whatever they're putting out. But it's like to EA for so many people, it's still EA Sports. It's in the game, yeah. right? And that's what it is. And that's what's moving those units. And they're going to go do that thing. Um, it's more interesting, I think, to, well, first off, it's interesting, of course, that Wilson's like, I'm not, I'm usually not allowed to talk about this. So here's a bunch of talk that's not really talk. That's just me talking. You know, like, what are you even saying right now? What are you fucking about longer term will the industry? Well, yeah, okay. What? Like, do you want to do it? Oh, we would love to be a more have a meaningful consolidator in that space. I think it would be a tremendous asset. Oh, yeah, my like, God. What does that mean? Say For something. Me, it's an interesting in all the conversations we've had about Activision Blizzard and Xbox. I, I don't know if I've sat there and really thought about the fact of in a lot of ways, it's good for EA to get Activision Blizzard bought up, right? Where it is like, okay, cool. Like we are like one of the, not one of the last, but we are definitely inarguably the biggest independent, right? Like if you wanted to go that way, like, and how they feel and how they talk about each other. Obviously you toss out 2K, obviously you're going to talk out, toss out, or I guess take two overall, but you're going to toss out Embracer Group and their 9,000 studios. But it is that thing to see Activision like snapped off the board and you think about the battles EA has had with Activision, right? When you talk about, you know, uh, Call of Duty versus Battlefield and back and forth on stuff like that. Like it's interesting, I'm sure inside of their office to th- be like, oh man, like if they got wiped off the board, it's one less person for us to, or one less company for us to uh, worry about competing with when it comes to what we're trying to do or like, you know, it, getting IP. We talk all yeah. the time about, you know, Marvel games being out there, but Star Wars, et cetera, so on. Uh, if they're going to get snapped up, they're going to get taken off the board. They're going to become just an Xbox, you know, studio or, you know, Microsoft yeah. first party. Like third party partnerships, right? Like yeah. I think if you're talking to, to Xbox or if you're talking to PlayStation about ways in which you can collaborate right or strike deals and all that stuff it might you might have other equivalent uh third-party publishers or third-party partners taking up that space as well right like if you both you and activision are talking to xbox and you're talking about the same kind of things then it is like they might just be taking space up in the conversation whereas if activision is literally xbox cool now we're operating as like the biggest third-party partner to xbox and probably playstation as well and we get to actually have more of a clear say and a more of a, I guess, just clear comms in terms of the back and forth between these uh, these guys and not having to compete with an Activision or compete with a bigger Square Enix and all these guys. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I think this is interesting, him talking about, I know it's a lot of him saying nothing, but his, I, just it's just hearing words and air escape his mouth. Yeah, like him being like, oh, I'll talk about this and not talk about this, but him talking about the industry mergers and like, <laughs> longer term, you know, will there be industry consolidation? Will there be entertainment consolidation? Like, you know, he says certain, certain, uh, certainly at some level, right? And like him talking about how they'll, the, um, they would like to, uh, you know, be of the skill to be a meaningful consolidator in that space. Again, I don't know what the fuck that means in that context, but it sounds <laughs> I don't like know what the, the fuck this means. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, like EA is very aware about the idea of being acquired or wanting to acquire somebody, right? And like, yeah. I, I a lot of times when it comes to these conversations, I feel in uh, I it feels like there is this no, we want to stay independent. Like, no, we want to make our own thing. No, we want to we want to chart our, our own course. Like, we are we want to be in charge of our own company. They're not at the very least giving that maybe they can't give that because they're so, so big of a publisher and so big of a company yeah. but them at the very least being like yeah we want to be a part of these 
consolidations, right? Like if these keep happening, you guys remember us? <laughs> yeah, we want to be a part of this. We want to be positioned in a way where people might look at us and go, "Hey, let's acquire EA," or vice versa. Us as EA have the assets to go. Actually, no, let's acquire the smaller developer and make them part of part of us. I think that's interesting at the very least that they're able to talk about it in that way. For sure, Greg, yeah. I want to talk to you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsor shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode do you want to look as cool as i look Yes, you do, and you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code KINDAFUNNY. You can get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code KINDAFUNNY at ShadyRays.com. Zelda one, you know that's why. Oh man, no, not a one, not a one. Oh, and we're back. Let's oh, hey, number four. We've talked about delays. We've talked about big publishers. Let's talk about a delay at a big publisher with story number four. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed Mirage has reportedly been delayed. Uh, this is from Nathan Birch at WCCF Tech. Those eager to get their hands on Ubisoft's latest Assassin's Creed games may be waiting a little while longer than expected, but you don't necessarily need to erase the game from your 2023 calendar just yet. Earlier this month, a GameStop leak indicated that Assassin's Creed Mirage was coming our way in August, which lined up with a rumor from proven Ubisoft insider Tom Henderson last year. Well, Henderson has stepped into the fray again, tweeting that Assassin's Creed Mirage will no longer be arriving in August, but rather in October of this year. Ubisoft, Ubisoft's AC VR project, codenamed Nexus, uh, has also been reportedly pushed back. Quote, it seems like Assassin's Creed Mirage has been internally delayed from August to October. Nexus AC's VR offering has also been um, delayed a couple of months. End quote. This is one of those interesting ones because, like, delay is such an interesting word because the game was we never announced with an official date <laughs> and so like internal delay sure but yeah like being pushed back internally a couple months to october that seems fine as usual it. take your time delay your games make them good you know what i mean like mirage is an interesting one that has a, not a lot of juice behind it but it has interest i think from a lot of lapsed assassin's creed fans right where they've talked about it being a smaller experience it's not the giant open world sprawling thing it's more in line with what a classic assassin's creed was and i know that a lot of people have had their interest peaked by that so again you know make it right get out there and do it and, and see what it's all about of course you know this year is just littered with amazing games at every turn right so august i think would have been a better time for this if you could have gotten it out then right like mm -hmm. it's that summer 
coming to the end of the summer, so there's not as much happening because you'll be, you know, on the other side of everything that's happening right now with Zelda about to be Diablo, right? Hope you're we're gonna be there hopefully before Spider-Man in September if Venom is correct with his tweets. And then of course the holiday rush is upon you after that of what's gonna be happening with every other giant third party. I think you know you would have had a better time getting an audience in August, but Assassin's Creed is still Assassin's Creed, and if they're able to nail this and actually make this a throwback to assassin's creed some people have missed because even me who loves the giant sprawling open world assassin's creed the fact that they're like oh this is a smaller one that still excites me i still like the moment-to-moment gameplay of an assassin's creed so i'm still interested in this one to play it yeah the this calendar um in terms of what the fall looks like i think this is dangerous all around because you know i think in early august i could have seen this game coming out but uh and in being fine with but even when once you start to slip into even late august it gets dangerous because there you get armored core like that is announced now for the end of august and then liza p uh, is is slated for the august window and so we don't even know when that's coming out um but then yeah like once you slip further than that i feel like this fall is just deadly you know september possibly starfield and spider-man and then what else is gonna uh, gonna get announced like <laughs> i like how you said possibly starfield first you know what i mean where it's like <laughs> like the one that like we're just like so we, we'll believe it we possibly see it yeah no it has, it has to be my hand i gotta when it's in my goddamn my hands i'll believe it um but yeah like that's the thing and i think that's when we come back to the idea of delays right like even for spider-man because it's not been announced yet um I'm open to the idea that it comes out in October. In fact, I'm hoping it comes out in October because I want all the time with Starfield at this point. Like that is an open world Bethesda ass RPG. Give me a month with that thing. Give me all the time uh, the, that I can spend just hanging out in the world and really like playing through that thing before I'm able to shift all my gears to Spider-Man. I know that's I know that's weird and doesn't apply to the whole audience because that is an Xbox exclusive versus a PlayStation exclusive. But for the folks that are in both ecosystems or for, for folks that just want to like you know or for the bandwidth of even media coverage and all that stuff you know i think having a better spread of hey let's not like let's not group everything together in the same place would probably sure. be, be be better because i'm i'm looking at august into september and i'm sweating i'm like dude i'm gonna play <laughs> this Liza year P, dude this year in the ridiculous. armored core into starfield into spider-man back to back to back to back i don't know if i have it in me dude like that sounds crazy. That's like that's death by snoo snoo. Like I, I don't know if I got it, dude. I don't know if I got the energy for <laughs> you it. You got the stuff. You're gonna make it, boss. You could do this. You can play these games. I hope so. It sounds like such a good time, though. You know, like such good games coming out this year. I'm very excited. Speaking of good games, story number five: PS Plus extras May and April lineups had been been revealed. Uh, for PS Plus extra, you're getting Ratchet extra, and Clank extra. Rift Apart. Uh, you're getting Humanity, Watch Dogs Legion. That's a day and date, baby. It's a day and date. Let's go. Uh, are you excited for Humanity? No. Uh, it's that thing where it's, I do love enhance that developer, obviously Tetris effect. You know what I mean? You talk, you can toss in res, you can talk, toss in luminous, even though, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so like the pedigree makes me excited, but watching it, I'm just like, Oh, I don't get it. Like I need to sit down and play it. And I know I've had preview opportunities. I know they were on our GDC stream, but even watching it, I'm still like, I don't know if I'm going to vibe with this, if I'm going to want to play this and get stuck and try to figure out the puzzles, but I'm still going to try. But it's the problem is, is we're talking about like how crazy this fucking year is. I'm just like, I'm going to try it eventually. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just not at the top of my pile that I need to get to right but now. But Greg, there's a dog. I know, but he's not a wiener dog. There's a dog. He's so cute. He's a little Shiba. Yeah, a I know. Not Shiba. a wiener dog, is he? A little gold Shiba. Yeah, I, I'm... I have not picked up my 
PSVR 2 in a in a minute. Um, shocker. And so, oh, what's well, funny? Yeah, you say that. I mean, I'm not gonna play it in PlayStation VR. <laughs> no, <you're laughs> you know what I mean? No, 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 no. You can play it as a normal person. I'm gonna play it as a normal person. Oh, no, I'm picking it. I'm picking. I'm picking this up in VR with the hopes that it gives me the Tetris effect or Res Infinite kind of feel. See, the problem is it. when I look at it, it reminds me so much of. Or I should say it reminds me because obviously I look at it like, oh, it looks a lot like Last Guy, which I love, obviously. But it also, for some reason, gives me Echo Chrome vibes in that I didn't like Echo Chrome. Like, Echo Chrome was like, made me feel dumb. And I didn't, you know, I was like, I don't like these kind of puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. I think because of the PSVR 2 review, and I, for the, during that review, I picked up Tetris Effect again and I picked up yeah. Res Infinite for the first time. I'm in that mood for uh, another game from this, from uh, the same developer. And I'm hoping that it hits on that level. And I'm hoping that it gives me a reason to actually want to be in vr for longer but yeah, yeah if i pick up the first hour and i'm like ah, i can just play this as a regular game i can see myself doing that too but i got my fingers crossed that it gives me that reason to actually want to hang out my psvr team more because i'm not i'm not playing that thing enough um tetris effect in vr reason. though <laughs> fucking religious experience you know oh tetris effect oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I get excited. I, a few weeks ago, I showed a friend Tetris Effect um, for the first time because she was playing Tetris because she had just watched the Tetris movie. And I was like, hey, dude, you should check out. Have you heard of Tetris Effect? And she was like, no. And she was playing Tetris on her phone. And we we're at our friend Meg's place. And I was like, all right, Lexi, like, we're turn off your phone. I'm going to boot up Meg's PS5. I am downloading Tetris on my account. And like, we're, I'm watching you play Tetris right here. And it was such a great experience, but I did regret not having my VR with me because that oh, would travel with that. It's not in your car at all times. <laughs> no, sa- yeah, sadly, I don't, I don't, I don't keep it around in a backpack wherever I go. But I was, I, I told her, I was like, dude, th- we're going to find a way for, uh, for you to play this game in VR. Like, I'm going to have you borrow my Oculus VR thing if I need to. We're going to make this happen. I remember, um, I just remember, yeah, like uh, playing that at like Dornbush's desk at IGN. And that was like, that was where him and I came together after playing that in VR. We're like, we got to get this nominated for every category for IGN. We're like, we're in the conversations at the end of the year. And we're like, uh, all right, next uh, next uh, category we should probably talk about uh, best story. And Dorno and I would raise our hand and be like, Tetris Effect. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> such, a, such a good game. Have you guys seen the Tetris movie? No. No, I want to, though. It's really good. <laughs> it's, like, kind of ridiculous, but also it's, like, a really good watch because it's, it's just all business talk. Like, I think this crew specifically would enjoy that movie a lot. I saw... Because it's just as, the new stories we read. As I often do, I saw clips of it on TikTok. That's where I'm usually watching most of my films these days is in, mm. in broken up TikTok format of like when they revealed to him the prototype of the Game Boy and they're like, only 10 people in the world have seen this. And I was like, damn, this does look good. But I have not yeah. made it yet. It's on Hulu. Where is it? I don't even know. It's on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you're watching Ted Lasso, you can watch, you can take a break and watch Tetris. Uh, more for PS Plus Extra in May. You got Watch Dogs Legion, uh, Dishonored 2, plus Death of the Outsider, Woo! Sakuna. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Bus Simulator 21, Evil Within 2, Wolfstein Youngblood, Thymesia, Rain World, Lake, Conan Exiles, Rune Factory 4, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, and then Soundfall. And then for PS Plus Premium, you got Siphon Filter, Logan Shadow. Siphon Filter. I don't want to be Gabe Logan Shadow. <laughs> Blade Dancer, Lineage of Light, Pursuit Force, and then Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. Check that one out, Greg. No, I have it on multiple platforms. I'm fine. Do you still have premium? No, 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 no. Same. Why would I keep premium? It's <laughs> unfortunate. We're play. We host a PlayStation podcast. But that's the problem: is that you look at this thing and it's just like, well, I I reviewed Siphon Filters Logan. Or did I? Did I do Logan Shadow? I can't remember. I reviewed the, the PSP Siphon Siphon Filters. Like I I've lived these. 
I've, I reviewed Ghostbusters. Like, I don't need to. It, this is great yeah. to fill in gaps. I don't feel like I have those gaps necessarily. I feel you. If they it's ever put tough. Metal Gears on there, you know what I mean? I'll be all about it. That's, that's the thing is, if they put all the Metal Gear games, I can see myself going back up to premium. But right now, I'm not, I don't feel like paying extra money for premium to play mm. Pursuit Force. And it's definitely, it's that thing of like, you know, comforting that it's there, but I would never play those. You know what I mean? In the same breath of why I can't, I don't feel like I'm going to jump into humanity anytime soon is why I wouldn't jump into some classic games. Remember when Metal like Gear Solid? Three unreleased AAA possible game of the year is like upon me. I'm like, I got things going on. Here. Lego know. 2K Drive does come out, I think, oh, next yeah. week. Yeah, next week. We're close, man. It's true. We're there. It's going to the shake the world. The big game of May is almost here. Bless. Remember when Metal Gear Solid 4 was on PlayStation Plus before it was PlayStation Plus Plus or whatever the fuck we call it now? I do. And then they took they That's took how we the streamed it. That's, that was like the That's one way we, we were it. able to play the game. And today on PS5, you cannot play Metal Gear Solid 4. That's wild, man. They're going to give it, give it back to us. One they of better. these months. One of these days, they better give it back, yeah. Hopefully, it's at the end of the month at the PlayStation Showcase when they announce that Metal Gear Solid 3 is being remade. And then, and then, like a cherry on top, kind of like my Persona prediction. I think from last year, where I was predicting like the entire Persona uh, franchise on PlayStation Plus. Instead, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Three remake, and then also all of the the entire series is uh, ready for you to uh, play on PlayStation Plus Premium. Yeah, and then also on Xbox Game Pass. And even on the Switch, I can play Metal Gear Solid 4 on the Switch, <laughs> finally. I don't know if they'll announce that in the Sony thing, but yeah. Make it happen. Hope we did it with dreams. Persona. We can make it happen with Metal Gear. <laughs> story number six, our final news story. This mouse game looks insane. Um, <laughs> this was <laughs> making the rounds yesterday, and it became a whole viral thing. Uh, Barrett has the gameplay up if you're a video watcher. Uh, I'm going to read a bit from Morgan Park at PC Gamer who wrote an article on it uh, titled Walt Disney rolls over in his grave as I wishlist this M-rated Mickey Mouse FPS. The article reads like this. Just in time for Steamboat Willie's upcoming in- induction into public domain is a new indie FPS inspired by 30s era Disney animation Ma- uh, called Mouse. Developed by Polish studio Fumi Games, you might have caught a first glimpse uh, at Mouse on TikTok, where short clips of early gameplay have earned millions of views since late April. It's easy to see why. Mouse's art and animations are immediately striking in the same way that Cuphead dazzled us with his meticulous hand-drawn look years ago. Except where Cuphead largely stayed uh, within the bounds of his family-friendly source material, I don't know if I'd say Cuphead is... Actually, I guess it is Kingdom Hearts. I don't know. Uh, Mouse dives headfirst into they made a kid show on Netflix for it. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's just the, I view Cuphead as violent and like gritty, but I guess not. Like the devil's in it, and that might be the most the uh, devil. Satan, biblically accurate Satan is in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hardboiled noir darkness and 90s FPS gore. Seeing the Disney vintage look applied to machine guns and exploding headshots feels a little wrong, but also very right. I'm all about it. I it looks awesome. Stuff like this. It looks super awesome, yeah. Yeah, like if I'm if you open up the Steam page, the um, Steam description describes it as a joint private detective John Mouston in Mouse, a gritty jazz field shooter with guns blazing and a retro rubber hose animation style. Battle your way through a corrupt city full of crooks and danger, and then yeah, inspired by FPSs, yada yada yada. And yeah, the art style looks dope. It reminds me of something like Cuphead, um, like you know, it, this time around those like more black and white and seems more akin to even an older animation style than Cuphead. I'm not an animation expert, so I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what I would assume. Yeah, it's, based it's, on how this I feel like more Steamboat, Steamboat Willie, Willie yeah, vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Came before the Cuphead animation. So yeah, it looks it, cool. 
Yeah, it was like loosely based off of, uh, off of that same era, maybe a little bit later. Um, I think it's like, yeah, the big uh, differentiator is the color uh, added to Cuphead. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a black and white mode uh, that you can unlock in Cuphead that I think evokes more of the Steamboat Willie era. But yeah, it's all very close. Now, before we move on, we do have breaking news. Barrett, if you're able to to bring this up from the dock, uh, it was added to the, to the dock. Uh, this is tweeted out. By at Mortal Kombat. Oh shit! Mortal Kombat. They tweeted out, "It is almost time." With a with a little video here that I, if we're able, I don't know if we're able to get sound. Baird, are we? Yeah, able to get hold sound? on. Give me a second here, so we'll go. Right, Baird's gonna take this his time. I'm vibrating days. with excitement, Greg. Classic <laughs> Do days. To you? Do you want me to explain to you what this thing is before you see it? I don't know. I want to live react. Okay. Yeah, hold on. So you should be able to see it full screen now, and in yes. theory. Also, I should probably take a time code here. Sorry, this is throwing me in for a loop here, Blessing. No, that's all. It's Barrett, all you're doing me for great. A loop too. I didn't you're doing this. great, Barrett. I'm, I'm so excited. Tell me I'm doing this shit, be, Greg. Just tell me. This better be shit. a video game thing on. All right. and not a fucking movie thing. They're starting off with a clock, which tells me it's probably more video game because I think they're going to rewind it. It looks time. like a live action clock, you know? It looks like a live action clock. Who knows? Clock, you're right. And it's the only Mortal 17 Kombat seconds. does say it is almost time. Time is a current theme in Mortal Kombat. That's true. In the recent games. You ready? I'm, I'm so ready. Nine. It's a clock counting upwards. Ten. Eleven. Oh, shit. Because we're counting to 12. That's to 11. Go. And it skips 12 and goes to one. They're rebooting. Yeah, this has been the rumor, right, that they, with all the timeline stuff they've been toying with. And if you look here, it looks like, what, we have galaxies in the reflection here? Maybe the stars as we're going through yeah. uh, around the clock? And again, that makes sense with how the previous Mortal Kombat game ended, right? Like, it pretty much ends with, and it's been a few years, so I'm sorry if this is a bit blurry, but, like, uh, it's, like, basically they're, re- they're like, reworking time, right? Like, they take over uh, from the gods as, like, the gods of time, and they're, like, reorganizing everything, Um but like, yeah, no, it looks like they're going back to one. I wonder if that means that the next Mortal Kombat game is just going to be called Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, which would be the second time now that they or the third time, I guess, that they've done this because Mortal Kombat back in like 09 or 010 or whatever is called Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm all about it, though. I'm all about it. This I'm is going to be a, this has to be I'm some glad. game fest thing. You think, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It does. Or PlayStation event PlayStation later this month. I, I yeah I count that as summer game fest but yeah I would think I would Fair. my prediction would be PlayStation because PlayStation's been getting like all the dibs and all the fighting announcements like in the last two state of plays we got Street Fighter Six announced and then we also got the new Tekken game announced and so yeah I would think Mortal Kombat would be the final like oh yeah we got the Infinity Stones of, of fighting games um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what this actually looks like I hope I hope we still get um, like fresh new characters. I love all the classic Mortal Kombat characters, but we've had so many Mortal Kombat games that very much are aiming for, hey, yeah, let's bring back all the all the old favorites. I want some of the old favorites. I want the Scorpions of the world. I want the Sub-Zeros of the world. <laughs> you want to see your old pals, Scorpion. I want to see my old pals, but, like, give me some freshness. Give me some, like, different characters. I like it when they add add new characters, but I want, like, I also want, like, the Takeda Takahashis. That was, that was a character from Mortal Kombat um, 10, and, like, they didn't have that character come back in 11, and it broke my heart. So like, let me see the character like that, and then yeah, like give me some, give me some new, give me some fresh characters. That's what I want. Greg, I'm yeah. excited to see what they finally reveal with the new Mortal Kombat game. But you and me both. 
the reveal of it is just so far away. If I wouldn't know what's coming to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got the Lord of the Rings Heroes of Middle Earth for iOS and Damn, Android. Damn, I thought you were about to say Gollum. <laughs> No. <laughs> when does that come out? One of these days I'm going to read Gollum. Roger was asking me about this yesterday, and it, it, it concerns Isn't me that, that he's looking. He, Of course he's the one looking forward to Gollum. I feel like it's imminent. I feel like that's coming out. Th- it's cool. Yeah, it's May. It's May. Really? It's going to be May. Be out this, like, I keep reading Lord of the Rings games that aren't Gollum. Where is Gollum, goddammit? It's coming uh, this week. It's, this, it's happening. Is May it this 25th. week? Is it next week? May 25th. Wow. The day of the PlayStation Showcase, possibly? They call wow. it the killer. They call it wow. the, the first Showcase thing killer. In the is showcase, Jim Ryan Gollum? walks out, and they're like, finally, it's out today. Hey, everybody, if you turn on your PlayStation 5s right now, you'll find Gollum is already pre-installed. Oh, no. Uh, who, did that? Oh, God, no. Who, who did that for iPhone, like, years Was it back? the Beatles you or somebody? You two. You two. Uh, you two, yeah. God, uh, we got Occupy <laughs> Mars, the game in early access. That's out on PC. Uh, Gunsmith Simulator Prologue for PC. Mathland for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. And then a Plague Tale Requiem Performance Mode Update with 60 FPS is out now for PS5 Amicia, and Xbox Amicia. Series X. Uh, and then new date for you. Rightfully bury arms. Claws onto PC. Oh my god! Yes. I, I, know. <laughs> I don't even uh, know what it is, but I'll tell you right now. Bury arms. Claws. Ah, oh, Lord Almighty. We gotta know what this is. Uh, that claws is way onto PC via Steam early access on July twenty seventh. <laughs> Barrett has brought up good. rightfully bury arms, and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This actually looks kind of tight. Shit, fuck, hold on, everybody. It's a like top down shoot 'em up roguelite style game. Oh man, this actually looks really good. <laughs> Amicia. It has like a Amicia. cool dash ability that reminds me of like the Ratchet and Clank dash from Rift Apart, where he kind of like leaves um like um fucking like clones of himself behind. That's Amicia, a bad way to I want to play Rightfully Bury Arms. Oh, see, uh, in my head, uh, like the <clears throat> the reason why that effect is happening when you dash is because he's going so fast that your like eyes can only process like that weird effect that he does in Ratchet and Clank. See, I like the idea that every mm. time he does the dash, it's not the same Ratchet anymore. Oh, it's, it's like the the whole Star Trek theory where it's like anytime they like uh, get beamed up, it's uh, not them, and they're just cloning versions of themselves and killing off the uh, the old versions. It's like mm. that Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong, as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, being, oh, no. Oh, God. I've been locked out. Okay, Mom, I'm back. Bander SN says, Greg did not review Siphon Filter, Logan Shadow. Jeff Haynes did and gave it a 9.5. Thank you. 9.5. Maybe so Andy I did, does want to be Gabe Logan. I did the other one then. What is it? What, the final one on PSP? I can't remember the name of it. Logan Shadow, and then it was Siphon Filter. It was yeah, it good. Very I enjoyed noble. it. Listen, you're asking the wrong guy. All right. Dark Mirror. Combat Ops. Blacklist. Conviction. Chaos Theory. Dark Mirror came before Logan Shadow. Did I not review Logan Shadow? Did I just play it and like it a lot? Is that possible? <laughs> I did interviews about it for sure. Huh, interesting. There you go. Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be Tim and me. Remember, 
We're trying something new here. Why with you say it like chats. that? You sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird hosting the show from home. So I'm like trying to like, I'm like looking at the doc and the doc just looks different. I don't know what it is about the doc today. It just looks different. Uh, we're trying something new with the YouTube Super Chats on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Only on YouTube in the live stream, there's going to be a 30-minute post show where Snow White Mike comes in to talk to us. KPD host about your Super Chat questions, except... I don't know. Is it Snow White Mike or is it Andy? Because I thought I, I saw Andy. Andy. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, think, I reviewed yeah. Siphon Filter Combat Ops, everybody. Mm, Which I'll tell you right now, I don't I don't remember a goddamn frame of. <laughs> right? I want you all to know I have no fucking idea what this game is. What did you God. give it? I gave it a 8.5. Jesus. <laughs> Should you buy Siphon Filter Combat Ops? Yes, it's 10 bucks. And even if you only create two or three maps and play them online, the fun and frantic missions should cover the cost. The game's deep and easy to play, but my only worry is how long it'll be fun to keep playing. If the install base doesn't beef up, you might be left with a worthwhile tile only a few fans are using at prearranged times. It might be hard to just pop into a game when you're waiting in the doctor's office. Still, you should pick it up. It's a shining example of how online on the PSP, voice, votes, boards, and user content should work. It's a pretty good review. Thanks, buddy. I enjoyed that read. Uh, stay tuned. After That's why GQ wanted me to be one of their experts. <laughs> exactly. He's just, he's just big time GQ. I don't I'm sorry, Sam. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck GQ. I got bigger <laughs> things to worry about. <laughs> Again, you can stay tuned after today's handshake to hang out with us before the next kind of funny stream starts as we hang out with Andy and answer a bunch of your super chat questions. Remember this? Has been kind of funny games daily each and every week that uh, live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news and you need to know about until next time game daily. <laughs>